Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Behind the Veil, a show that provides insight into the world of weddings. I'm your host, Keith Willard. Welcome back to the show. It has been a whirlwind of activity over the last couple of weeks, and we are so glad to be back home in South Florida. Um, But I I do want to actually take a moment and praise my co-hosts, both uh, Marcy Gutenberg with an Affair to Remember by Marcy and Brooke Logan-Stoner. Because we did win Innovator of the Year from NACE, which was incredible, and that we also won a Tele Award, meaning that we had the best unscripted web series on YouTube. And so let me just bring them both on. Marcy and Brooke, can you believe it? What a what a series. What congratulations to you both. This is Thank phenomenal you. news. That feels correct. <laughs> <laughs> It does, right? It really does feel good. I mean, seriously, I mean, the fact that we took this little bitty show from Zoom to what it is today and have interviewed the, I mean, literally, I guess over 100 people at this point, you know, uh, all about the wedding industry. It's been incredible. And the fact that people have taken to it, it's been really amazing. I just, I'm, you know, I mean, you do this for so long and you're not always sure that people are actually enjoying it or if we're actually doing a good job and then things like this pop up. So I just wanted to say congratulations to both of you. I'm just excited that we are able to bring a platform to people that gives people an opportunity to hear real life, uh, you know, empowerment of education and information that is going to help them plan their events, you know, and other, you know, other professionals and learning from them. It's just a phenomenal way to hone in and gather all the skills in one area. And I think people are really excited because we get to the nuts and bolts of it all. Well, and you know what I love about the show is that we have, our guests are always real. They they provide a real life perspective. They're not here to, you know, kind of blow me moment. They're not, it's not a sales job. It's to give you real life insight into what the world of weddings and events is like and the information that you need in order to make the right decisions for your day. And, and I like the fact that we're both, um, that we're both good for, for, couples and for the B2B business to business. Because, you know, if you're just starting out in this world, sometimes you feel like, oh, I I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And then you watch a show like this and you're like, well, shit, I sound much better than that crazy person. True, well, very true. Well, okay. So today, let's. Uh, sorry, we're going to get a little serious today. So t- today, we're going to be talking right. about wedding cakes, and it's a, and it's a show that we actually haven't done, and I really feel like it's it's been long overdue, and we actually have Jandra uh, Macris, who is the owner of Earth and Sugar, one of my favorite, actually my favorite, yeah. I will say that my. favorite favorite wedding cake company here in South Florida. Jandrin, welcome to Behind the Veil. Hi. Oh my God. So first of all, let let me just say that the, the, one of the very first kind of moments that I had with you specifically, where it let me kind of into your world and into what earth and sugar was all about was done at the W they had the modern luxury wedding magazine luncheon. Now we, we had met before then we had done business before then, but it had only been through like third parties, right? I hadn't been Mm -hmm. there personally involved that day. 
like <laughs> changed my perspective about earth and sugar. And, and to, just to give our, the people that are watching the show a little insight. So modern luxury Ma wedding magazine, it's kind of a wedding magazine down here in South Florida that, you know, showcases some of the premier events that happen. And they had a planner's luncheon where these people, these guys showed up and hand painted a wedding cake, like live in front of us. And it was stunning. I gotta get that picture of it. It was stunning. I mean, the artistry and the joy that was coming through while you guys were doing this and talking about this made me a fan forever. So Aww. I know she's like, what? Okay, how do I follow that up? So I, the first thing I, I want you to do is talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Earth and Sugar. I know that you've been around, and that you were founded in 2009, but tell us a yeah. little bit more about like Earth and Sugar and, and your company. Yeah, so we I, I founded it in 2009. So in uh, August, uh, in a few short days here, we'll be celebrating 12 years. Um, and that's a pretty, pretty long time. <clears throat> in between what we originally started doing, which was just selling cupcakes, um, I had a really small baby at the time, and I come from a background of political consulting. So really, I didn't know how to do cakes back then at all. And I love how far we've come. We've only really been doing cakes, I would say, maybe the last seven to eight years of how long we've been open. And that's just a testament to who I am and how I run this business is that we don't do anything unless we are absolutely 100% sure that we can do it, you know, to perfection, right. um, including the back end stuff that no one sees. So, um, but we do volume wise right before COVID, we were hitting right between seven and 800 events a year, which is a lot um, for the team and the business that we are. So we do do a lot of volume. We have contracts with over 32 hotels and caterers. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a lot. I think what people perceive we are is probably like, I think if they walked in here during season and even now, like we're still pretty consistent is, is just mind blowing. Um, but that's a testament to everyone that works here. Well, you know, I know that, I mean, those numbers sound massive by the way. And if you, if you were looking and you were thinking, Oh, I'm a bride, I want to find somebody that's going to do my wedding cake. And the way I describe you is the cake boss of South Florida. I know I say that shit all the time. I do. I, do. I, I always say cake boss of South Florida, but you know, you hear those kind of numbers and yeah, I don't think it really conveys the, the attention that you give to your clients because you really are invested in their wedding. I mean, the one-on-one -on -one is just incredible. Yeah, I think that really for me has been the most important part. And today is still the part that we invest and focus in the most service aspect. I think that, you know, if you see, and I think because of the generation now, you know, sees everything on social media. And so if they see this ginormous cake covered in details to them, that's a sign or a factor in like how amazing a company is when in reality it isn't, you know, for me, it's the complete opposite to see a cake without anything on it and showing all of its imperfections. That's a testament to technique. And that's just the foundation to everything else that goes on it. So there's that side, but there's also the side that, Aside from people in the kitchen, there's, a, there's you know, management, there's logistics, there's delivery drivers, there's, you know, phones and routes and lots of things that come into play so that we stand behind everything because it would be false to sit here and say we haven't had oopsies, whether it be on deliveries prior to or on site where even if they weren't our fault, we still have a responsibility to the client or the vendor relationship to try to do the best that we can and right. help out. And so if you don't have that backup, 
um, and can support the cost of that backup, you know, then you're just another bakery and that's just never what I intended on building. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that everyone thinks what they think of us. And, and that really probably means that we're doing so, it the way <laughs> I hope to. So how much do you hate Instagram? <laughs> I really hate Instagram so much. You're a hate hate even more. I mean, um, because, your page you know, is gorgeous. Though. Your page I mean, is gorgeous, but yeah. you know, you you see these Instagram photos where somebody spent 32, 48, 58 days. <laughs> I was going to say hours, but days. <laughs> yeah. And to make that moment absolutely perfect with lighting and and you know, and yeah. I I try to tell my brides like, look, that's not reality. That's fantasy. That's Walt Disney World kind of magic. And yeah. you want somebody that's going to provide you a really gorgeous cake that also tastes, tastes good. Yes. Yeah, we get that a lot. Um, you know, with Instagram, it's a blessing and a curse all at once. You know, Mickey here handles our feed, our stories, curating, you know, a lot of organic material, newsletters. I mean, it all goes hand in hand with providing brand representation and sales. Um, but with Instagram, I hate it because I feel that it does a disservice to smaller brands that do something really well, um, or even big brands who are, you're talking multi-million dollar corporations that don't have any Instagram and somehow, you know, the average client now in that millennial age just thinks that that somehow verifies, you know, how important or how well a business can do what they do. The reality is we use Instagram as a portfolio. That's really right. what it is. It's a portfolio for the people that want to work for us. You can have 100,000 followers, but you're not going to have 100,000 customers. And so this right. whole falsehood of how many likes we have, you know, turns into sales and things like that. It just isn't. And that's why we are so particular on what we do. Right. And so, you know, when it comes to also influencers, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, it's no secret. I've said it publicly on Instagram. We just don't, we have celebrities who we sign, you know, NDAs for, and they pay full price and they never ask for a discount. They just right. want to pretend it never happened because they don't want us using their name. And that to me <laughs> is the right client. You know, I think that people forget that there's labor and costs involved with doing things. So you're not right. really helping a business out by posting a picture that lasts, you know, three seconds in memory and then it's gone. Yeah, I don't understand the whole, the whole idea of influencers. I mean, we've been called influencers on this show, and I, I'm like, I, I, I don't influence anybody's opinion except Brooks, and that's for her to say. What you don't? What are you saying here? I, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I think as long as we understand each other. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, okay. So you're. Let's just start. Let's start as a uh, as a new bride, right? You're you're a new bride. You're just going into this world of wedding cakes, and I know that there's there's some hotels that include the wedding cakes, which you're, you're obviously um, a part of. But let's say that you're you're not one of these hotels that has the wedding cake included. Mm -hmm. What are what are important questions that a bride should be asking when they come in and talk to you? Yeah. Well, there's so there's, I feel like, you know, wedding wire in the knot has these like lists that people print out and then they come with a binder. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. show me and they start running down this list of questions. And in reality, if they, if they just have a conversation with the person who's doing their consultation, you can tell if somebody knows exactly what they're talking about. You know, when we end up, uh, when we round up our conversation in a consult, we're telling them what we're going to do, what we've talked about, when they're getting a proposal, what should they should expect from us, when to reach back out. All that stuff is kind of like jammed into like one, you know, closing sentence. 
And that should really be a sign of someone who knows what they're talking about. But a lot of people are like, you know, is my cake made the same day? Um, And I'm like, have you ever baked a cake at home and tried to ice it the same day? And could you imagine, you know, two or three tiers of that? So they're asking questions that in reality are so dumb. And, and, but in the, at the same token, the average consumer, and there's no way to put it, is just dumb. Well, you don't, <laughs> they don't know, know what, anything and they, they know, don't know what they don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And I, I now have this com- Yeah, well, and now you do. <laughs> but you know, I have this conversation all the time when I say, if a baker tells you that they're making the cake the same day, they're lying. If they're going to do any kind of a good job on the visual of, of your cake, that cake is not made the same day. First of all, you got to let the cake cool. And I'm an event planner, for God's sakes. I'm not in the baking world. And yeah. I already know that a warm cake is going to melt the fondant or the buttercream. And you're going to get a big, nasty, gross cake. It needs to be chilled first. So, you know, but I, I feel like I, I feel like the event planners in South Florida need to be educated a little, a little bit before they start sending people for out sure. to these you know, to these different uh, cake companies so that they have a little bit of information to go, okay, this is normal and customary. This is what we really, this is the real world. Yeah. But, okay, so you have a bride, she comes in, she's, she's in the real world, let's say. She's not expecting you to make the cake the same day, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What is the most... You know, I, I hear this a lot. Well, what if I get a fake cake and then you guys just do sheet cakes in the back? Won't that reduce yeah. my cost? <laughs> so I, I think I when, mean, when I if I back up my sentence for 30 seconds ago when I say a consumer is <laughs> dumb, is that they're asking what to us may seem dumb questions, but in reality, they just have a lack of knowledge in product and service for 100%. any part of our industry. Yeah, so 100%. for me, I encourage people because it's what I do is to educate them because even if they don't hire us, we would be helping somebody else in the industry now receive someone who's more educated in the process. If they're listening, you know, then they'll, the questions or the way that they hire the next company will be a little bit different, but there is no, I mean, I guess the best way to put it is she cake is literally, we make batters at volume here. We bake from scratch. Some bakeries don't bake from scratch. And I know for sure that there are bakeries in South Florida that don't bake from scratch. And it's clearly in their cost because baking from scratch is really expensive in labor and, and the cost of like real butter and things like that. So there's still that going on, even though they do custom cakes. Right. But in regards to sheet cake, if we think about how much batter we're making a day and pouring it into a pan, flipping it over and just filling it in. That is really quick. So it's irrelevant that you get sheet cake or you get, you know, real cake um, because the outside is really what determines the biggest cost. When you start getting into like, you know, 150, 200, 300 quantities. Yes, you're going to spend a lot of money on cake because you just have a lot of volume, but it pales in comparison to about how much you're going to spend on a cake that's got a lot of decoration on it. So when people say, is it cheaper to do sheet cake? And what they really wanted was like a striped butter king cake with fresh flowers. No, because it makes no sense to do that. If you only have a hundred people, Yeah. why would we go do buttercream on a styrofoam in Florida? It's just going to fall right off. So no, that makes absolutely no sense. And maybe for a Northern location, it might be different, but for down here, it certainly would not. Right. Marcy? Yeah. It's just, right? It does. Yeah. And, and this is like the same thing. I mean, we've had people ask us to do that and, I think that, you know, 
one or two times against your better judgment, you do it. And then the same uh, end result happens. Yes. And you're like, this is exactly yes. why we say no. And then we just don't change the policy anymore for anyone. Um, exactly. It still has to go through transport and things like that. And those are all things that you can also overwhelm someone with too much information. But I think it's important, especially if they have planners, that they're aware of, you know, the reality of what they need to be looking for and, you know, Setting expectations for budgets and things like that are so important. So when a couple is looking for a wedding a wedding um, cake, what would you say is the one thing that, I mean, like, okay, for example, let's say they're looking at a wedding cake and the wedding cake is like four chairs long, you know, four chairs high and their wedding is only maybe 40 people. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to them as far as when they're looking at these wedding cakes that are sitting in a binder or a photograph book or something where they're looking at these and their expectation is they're going to get that four story, you know, four chair cake for 40 people. That reality isn't true, but we know Mm -hmm. that. How do you, how would you say that to your clients? Well, normally when they come in, yes, in a consultation, I think that the clients that we have through um, hotels, we get that a lot with, I think that what they envision even you know, an 80 person cake and they come in with a picture of a five tier, we have to try and explain to them, you know, servings. And so we actually went through the trouble of having a serving chart designed on paper that we have available to us on our iPads when we're meeting with people. And I think once you show them that they're like, oh, it's not like I cut cake at home. So they understand right from the bat that the expectation of how many servings they're getting in each tier is very different. But also when I mean, even for 40 guests, we're pushing it to a two tier. And even then you're talking like a really small two tier, which we say that in the consultation. But if somebody has we've done if somebody has a cake for 40 people and they just want something a little bit taller, we can go narrow. We let them know you can get into styrofoams. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just presentation. But we don't really encourage them to go too wide because then it looks out of place if you only have a table for 40 and this like ginormous girthy cake. So try and really guide them to like. Narrow and I was waiting, like, waiting for an answer from you. Yeah, tall and fat. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I was like waiting for Brooke. Nothing, nothing. Nothing on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean that, and that is actually a really important thing. The the education component. I mean, when somebody comes in and they start talking about wedding cake, because I I feel like, I mean. I, and I'm, I'm not saying that I, I do this because I don't, because I feel like the wedding cake does two things. It is a beautiful decor piece that adds a lot to the visual of the room. Plus, it's a significant part of the dinner menu, meaning that it's the last course, the dinner. You know, so it needs to do two things. It needs to be beautiful throughout the night. And it needs to, so I feel like there should be some money that's put into that because it, it carries those two things. There's a lot of people don't that don't think that way that they think yeah. cake. Well, I can make a cake. What? Why should I spend you know eighteen hundred, twenty five hundred dollars on my my cake? I, Good luck, Wanda. Right. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you well, say to that? I mean, because there is an artistry that goes into this, and yeah. and you know, and if anybody doesn't understand artistry, go to my Instagram, look up Ziggy Stardust. You will see artistry. <laughs> FYI. But, I know I love Hashtag that damn cake. I know I love that damn cake. Anyway, but how do you explain that to a new bride that's just come in and she's just that, like, oh, I, I, you know, Buddy Crocker, buttercream cake? I put it well, into a I cake. mean, there's 
there's that person and then there's the person that's just like you're sitting with and they're like, I hate cake. I don't want to be here. There's nothing I can yes. do to change this now, but okay, I'll focus on the group. What do you mean? It's like, okay, you know? And then they're like, how many calories is it if I take two bites? And I'm like, all of them. Oh, girl. So many, no. so many. You know, can you put less sugar in it? Yeah, it's going to make it less fat. But sugar and baking is a fat. So, no, we can't change the sugar amount. I mean, it's just Hence kind of like. Of the name, earth and sugar? <laughs> earth and sugar. Yeah. Hello. It's in the name. Earth and sugar. I think it just depends on the person. But I think when when people. So, there's people who really don't want cake at all. There's people who are just like, I just want a really ginormous killer dessert table. Don't, you know, want to spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. And that and that works. Some people don't want this formal cake cutting thing anymore because it's like kind of like when you have a baby shower and your mom makes you open up all the gifts in front of your family members and take oh, a picture with each one. That's how they feel about cake cutting sometimes. They're like, I'm already dancing and having a good time. I don't want you to stop me. Right. So but so there's people that we totally understand that that's what they want. And we're like, OK, well, let's let's focus on the dessert table. Let's bang it out of the park. Um, and then there's people who are just want, you know, something very small as a token. And then they focus on sheet cake. Cause it's not something that's a big deal to them. We I'm, I for sure really don't care either way. I, it's not the best sales pitch, but I think that when people are dead set on something, it's because it either means something to them or it doesn't. And they're focusing on other parts and either way, they're just as meaningful as, you know, the one that wants like a 10 tier cake. So, um, preference is really important, but it's also just setting expectation. I think that's also like the business, right? Sitting down for a consultation when people sit with us, we're like, okay, where are you getting married? Which room are you getting married in? What are you doing? You know, because I need to envision, you know, just like other people who do consults here, is envisioning where is it living so that when I tell you a 10 tier cake at Mar-a-Lago is going to turn into a shrimp in front of your eyes, you know, they're not like, I should have gone bigger. And, you know, because in the studio, they're so hyper-focused on what they see right next to them. And I'm like, dude, this is all white. Everything is like right here in front of you. And there's nothing else going on. When you walk into a room that is like super glorious and the ceilings are infinite, I mean, everything just disappears. So we want to also, we explain that to them in their tastings too. What I really enjoyed about you know the process that I that I, that I go through with you versus let's say others I'm not going to name names um, is the fact that you actually do a sketch. You know I love the fact that there is a visual representation. Of, Keith, you can't put that out there. We don't do that for everybody. Well, you don't do that for everybody. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, no. so they don't do sketches for everybody. <laughs> we charge for sketches, but we know that Keith is a smart person and he knows this is a company's way and no, the price. So we just give him a sketch. So well, please note. Me, well, let me preface that. That's you know the reason that I'm I'm focused on the sketches because we wanted something true, truly u- unique. It wasn't. Yes, that's different. I mean, there was something. I mean, we needed to come up with something that had really never been done before and so i really appreciated the fact that your your artists went that extra step and sat with us and said okay let's walk through this i mean cause that oh yeah was, are we talking I mean, about the was, ziggy case yeah 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 i mean you know I oh that. yeah i went back and i'm like girls you need to understand like we got to look up david bowie and the pictures yeah. from the 70s and the pictures from the 70s are not altered like you'll really get the oranges and the greens and the correct tones from those pictures yeah. versus like a digital thing from the, from today. So we really went that extra mile, but that again, that's like, you know, 
But we start, we, before we even went there, Keith, you and the girls had a conversation. Hey, this is where the client needs to be. Yeah. This is how many cake servings we want. And that's it. Like those two things are such an important factor for us to even have a conversation. Well, and we were honest about it. You know, it wasn't this, this fluff and, you know, cloak and dagger kind of moment. It was, look, this is what our budget is. Boop. Mm-hmm. This is what we need to achieve. Boop. Okay. What can you do? And then, you know, and then of course you have the basic information that you really need in order to create what you can. And I, I feel like, you know, it, it happens all the time in the wedding industry is that everybody's so afraid to express what their budget is, but how are you supposed to produce something if you don't know how much somebody's willing to spend? I mean, if, if somebody came to me and said, and oh, and this just happened today, today, as a matter of fact, and, and unfortunately I had to pass on it, but they, they're like, oh, I want to do a wedding for 20 people, but I have like a thousand dollars. And I said, I gave them the best information I could. I said, look, you know, Fort Lauderdale, the beaches are free. Tell everybody to bring their own chair right? Yeah. Yeah. Get a little boom box. You know, I gave them the information that I possibly could based on the information that they gave me, but I couldn't give them that information unless they gave me that first piece, which is, this is how much money I have. So, okay. Talking about, I'm going to, I'm going to (laughs) move this conversation a little bit to you have the, you already, so just recently you were, you, you're now partnered with the Western Fort Lauderdale beach resort, which mm-hmm. yay, I had a big part of, I'm just saying. Thank you. Me, 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 me. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so, but you know, so you have, you have a program with the Western Fort Lauderdale beach, yeah. Ride goes to them. They say, Oh, the, the wedding cake is included. Mm-hmm. Tell me what the process is from there. They, they so say, normally, yeah. We, we tell, so once we sit with the, we usually do presentations and so our, our team goes, but once, once we do that process, we let them know right there, we don't want anybody from the hotel and even planners. It's like the back and forth. It's in a consultation. We already have so many questions for the client or they'll have questions for us. It makes it really hard when there's like three people trying to regurgitate the same information and it never comes out the same so what we always ask them to do is have the client reach out to us. And once they call us, we try to see what schedule they have to come in for a tasting. Like right now, the next Saturday we have available that hasn't been already booked is late November. Wow. So, um, and weekdays we're going into mid September. I mean, it's just, it, it is, we, we fill up. And when we're talking, we, we do between 40 and 50 tastings a week. So, we really encourage people to just go ahead and get it in the books. But once they do that and they call us, we put them in the calendar. The girls send them an email with like expectations, right? Like here's links to examples of what's included in your package. Nice. I still feel what we include is beautiful because even if it's just like a buttercream cake with like a gold brush stroke and then the fresh flowers are applied by the florist, that is still 10 times better than what package cakes used to be. Yeah. So either way, I feel like they're already starting with a much better option and they're still getting a gourmet product. Um, but once they book that tasting, the girls send them this long consultation email that's very informative, full of a menu that they get to pick from. And once they get that back to us, they sit with us and we go over all those details. We see where they're at. Some of our tastings take like 15 minutes. I mean, they're just quick. They're in and out. They're like, um, oh, delicious. Okay, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I want. Thank you <laughs> so much. And I'm... Yeah. And I always reward the brides because sometimes they're like, Oh, was this supposed to take longer? I'm like, no, you knew what you wanted. And that would have been the longest part of our conversation. So there's nothing wrong with that. And the grooms are usually very excited. 
Because they just want to get in and up, right? You you said it for yeah, yeah, totally. If I if I had like beer on tap on that counter, they would be completely checked out until a fork was like dinged like a cowbell. Like come try. <laughs> Well, okay, so the wedding that we just recently did on July 3rd, I love the fact that you were able to do uh, that that uh, rosé frosting. All you did was add mm-hmm. a little pigment to it. But it made such a huge difference in yeah, the drizzle of the cake. cake. It just was gorgeous, and it was such a small thing, and you were just like, yeah, no big deal, no worries. And I love the fact that you were willing to, like, if it's a small thing, you're like, okay, fine. If it's more... I get it. Yeah. You need to you need to pay you need to pay for that. But you know, yeah. I mean, you're you're at Pelican Grand Beach Resort. You're at Western Fort Lauderdale Beach Resort. What are some of the other hotels that you're you're located at, at already in Fort Lauderdale? Not Miami, it's but Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale. I know it's hard because you're at so many of them, and it's just it's just crazy because. And I tell people, well, you know, one of the things I have to say that does bend my choices to who I show clients to is who is on their vendor list for cakes because it's a big piece. I, I just feel, Oh, look at that. See what I did there? Big piece of cake. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I know that was stupid anyway, but you know, let's save that one for later. You know, I feel like weddings are so complicated. They're already so hard. This, you know, they say that there's on average more than 5,000 pieces that go into every wedding. And why should the wedding cake, which should be this joyous process, this fun process, why should this be even made worse or more complicated? And I, I and one of the pieces of advice that I give to my clients that you know that I'm working on as an advisor to is if if the cake person does not call you back within 48 hours, move on. I mean, it, it, does that I seem it. fair? No, I mean, I think that like you know, it's always hard, you know, when you deal with volume because right. I understand the back end of it, but I think you know. Here, I'm always like, hey, 24 to 48 hours, if you can't get him an answer, at least just touch on an email and say, hey, I'm still working on this for you. And I think it's just for mental capacity that they're feeling like you're on their radar. I think that's all people want to know is that they're just being acknowledged and that you're thinking of them. And that's a really small ask. So but when you have like 80 of those a week, it it it, it can be daunting. Yeah. Um But it is something that is always in the back of our mind is like, how long has this person been waiting on an answer? You know, how what do we have to get them? Um, but I think it's, whether it's wholesale or retail, it the the customer service is there's a ba- there has to be a baseline and it has to be consistent. It's irrelevant where they're coming from and how much they're paying. It just it just is. Okay, so hardcore question. I'm gonna put you in a corner on this one. I know I wasn't <laughs> going to, but I am. Real <laughs> or fake flowers? I know. Look at what I did there. And everybody's like, what? That's a stupid question. <laughs> if you had told me to put silk flowers on a cake yeah. before COVID, I would have told you to go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm not doing that ever. Right. That is disgusting. That right. is such a, you know. 
Right. And then COVID came and like the flower wholesalers were like, hey, I'm closed. Sorry. <laughs> Business is dead. I was like, well, shit, we're not. That's a problem. And that's the thing yeah. is that, you know, I, I don't think people really know that there is a massive flower shortage out there right now. And we're having it's to a, come up with us. Well, weather. Of- <laughs> oh, my God. Weather just I mean, who knew like when, when our vanilla price went up like times two per per oh, unit. Same. No, explain that. Explain that part because I, I think orchids. That's important. Yeah, yeah. No, orchids are a real bitch. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what happened. Yeah, but talk, <laughs> I didn't but, know this. <laughs> yeah, but talk about the vanilla price. I think that's important. A lot of people don't even know that's yeah. the thing. It's what, a it's a happened? shortage in the crop. It's how the vanilla grows. You know, I know nobody wants to acknowledge climate change on the planet, but it is what it is. And right. so, when you don't have the perfect conditions to grow something in. The product is going to get affected. It's the same thing with peonies and why people have to pay three times the price if they have to come from Holland if they're off season, if you want to do that. And they're still not going to be as big as they are when they are in season. Um, but cocoa beans, all this stuff is stuff that I'm actually aware of because I, I, in my mind, I'm like, I can't justify telling a client to justify a price change or adjustment Right. If I don't understand what the hell I'm talking about. So for right. me, that's that's a big thing. Like I needed to understand why the hell are we paying twice in vanilla. So I went the extra mile to understand why. Um, but that's really why vanilla costs. Even the, the crappiest vanilla. It's like, you know, it's still diluted, ladies. but it's still coming did, from the same plant. Yeah, ladies, did you know that? That was there was a vanilla yeah. shortage? Because I have to tell you, before she just said this, I didn't know that. That's why wow. I kind of honed in because I was like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. Vanilla and, and did you say they're all coming from the same place? Yeah, I think no, they're they're coming from different places, but it's the it's the plant itself that it comes from, or it's derived from the vanilla bean. So it's like it just depends. I mean, when you have like flooding in you know in, in European right. or Asian countries, or you are like, oh my god, where are the figs that were supposed to start in this season? And you're like, hey, sorry, California has a drought. You right. know, right? That's right. what's happening. But you wouldn't know that if you didn't ask or at least try and find out what it was. So even when people come and ask us, hey, can I have figs on my cake? And I'm like, okay, well, let's put out a seasonal calendar. It might happen. But if it doesn't, I can't even get you fake ones that are like going to look, you know, appropriate for the size cake that they're doing. And it's the same thing with like pomegranates and stuff like that when we get into fruits. Yeah. So it's just helpful to like understand what you're talking about instead of like pulling it out of your ass right okay. and you know i mean one of the things i know that like i'm dealing with here is like there's a paper shortage in certain you know with certain papers that are coming up like on a daily basis so yeah they're coming Please. even though products are produced you know you're producing this here in the u.s sometimes we rely on other other countries to import in that have to go through customs and we sometimes have to wait a little bit longer and that's what I'm finding. I'm finding that I'm paying more. I yes. I have this like, or like they just can't get it through the customs on time. So there's that issue right. too. Well, See? I've had people always say, "Why does this cost more money than it did two years ago?" And it's like, what I say to them is, "Well, the cost of ingredients and materials has also fluctuated. You know, you don't go to the grocery store and pay the same price for a gallon of milk." Right. What I really want to say is I have never met in my life one person that walked into the job for 20 years straight and said, hey, pay me the same. I never want to make more money. I mean, it's just kind of like, <laughs> wow. you know, True. so it's, that's really uh, what I want to say is like, do you go to work every day and tell your boss that no matter how long you're here, I you're never going to ask for a raise. There we go. 
You know, wow. so it's like the cost of labor and the cost of material is going to change. Why is that such a big, why can't we have that conversation? Just say it. I just got to find a nicer way to say it. Well, but you know, I think I, I, I find that fascinating though, that, that what you just said, because we had all heard about the flower shortage and we've all talked about the fact that, you know, uh, the crops have had because of think you know, global warming have changed seasons, amounts, and all that good stuff. I didn't ever associate it with wedding cakes. Not once. During all this time, did I even think, oh. But I don't ever hear mad about a cake box. I mean, right? shut. <laughs> but you know, I mean, listen, Duncan Hines will never let you down in a pitch at all. <laughs> but I don't buy it. But I'm just telling you that as but a consumer, know, I get it. I get it. But, you know, to say that, oh, the vanilla bean is higher cost because there's a shortage of vanilla beans. That, I mean, I've been growing roses behind the window this whole time. I think that that's kind of important information to have out there. And I feel like event planners as wedding professionals, this, this is the kind of information that we need to know. So that way we can let our clients know it's like, Hey, look, as we go into this discussion with your wedding cake, there may be a fluctuation based on some of the ingredients that go into yeah. it. Well, it's just like catering. I feel like if somebody gave you a proposal you know, and let's just say there was a shortage in one type of seafood or a cut of meat because the factories are down staff because of COVID or whatever the case may be. And then like a month later, the cost of meat has changed drastically. You can't be offended at the fluctuation of material costs because it's not something we control or like that tanker that got stuck, you know, and then everything else got stuck behind it. That stuff still has to come, but as you're waiting for it, the price only increases at the port. I mean, there's a whole process, which I appreciate that stuff. I get all that stuff from my husband, by the way, but I just, I've, I mean, like you can't even buy, like we wanted to buy another truck. You couldn't even buy one. And they're like, well, I can sell you it. It's sitting at a port, but it's not available. And I don't know when you can actually get it. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And they're like, well, the chips that go in the cars there's a shortage in that because those yes. factories closed down for so long. So there's a crap ton of cars that are sold, but they can't really be sold or brought in because they don't have chips. So it's kind of like, I really hope people learn that after I, this experience, you just want to yeah. have a well-rounded conversation among friends and just, just this. Well, and I feel like, I feel like that weddings in general, the, the conversations that we have with weddings in general have to be based in reality a little bit. It's like, yes, we do want to make sure that you have the most magical day possible, but you're going to have, there are some things you're going to have to roll with a little yeah. bit, you know, yeah. roll be with, flexible, be a little flexible, be, be the fact that our, if your guests are having an amazing time, be excited about the fact that your guests are having amazing, an amazing time and not yeah. about the one orchid that only blooms when a volcano erupts twice <laughs> every millennial. And this just randomly this year didn't blow up. Okay. Also, yeah. don't you butterflies? <laughs> she hates me for my butterflies. Or I, what's my I, other I favorite love, thing? I love a butterfly release. Oh my God. But now they have fake butterfly <laughs> releases. So. <laughs> Why don't you just do the dubs and the butterflies and really kill it? <laughs> right. Okay. So I wanted to ask you a little, and because we've got about five more minutes before we go into like after the veil, but I wanted to ask you about construction of a cake because I don't think enough people realize 
the intensity or the construction that goes into yeah. building these really tall cakes. Because once you get to like the fourth, fifth tier, there's some serious weight that starts yeah. to happen. Well, and even on our two tier cakes, the yeah. construction is the same as the big boys. Right. Um, which I can't tell you exactly how it is. I'm sure you've seen it because you've seen our cakes cut in front of you. Yeah, but yeah, just but in case one of our competitors is watching, right. that was too big of an I know, investment. Right? I know. Exactly. Um, but I think that, first of all, it's entirely made of wood. I mean, period, right. period, period. So right. we get our boards custom cut by a woodworker. They get cut to size. Um, even the simplest of cakes, it's why it's a part of the cost. Amazing. But it just, we did it so that if a person or if like your grandma is taking your two tier cake and taking it to the kitchen, it doesn't like say goodbye to each other. Like the tears aren't like a, Hey, we hate each other now. Let's just fall apart. That's, that's why we do that is so that because there's a human being that doesn't work in a cake shop that's moving this thing. So that's the structuring part. And it's really important to ask people like I've sat in tastings and people are like, have you ever dropped one? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait, and they're just me. like, what? Does <laughs> anything well, ever happen on the way? Lie, like, you, know? you mean Funny. like that day that five wedding cakes fell over and they were all like five tears and Alice right. is just like calling me like, you're oh not going to like God. this. I'm like, you know, <laughs> but I share that story and I shared it on Instagram like publicly because I felt that it was a vulnerable moment that yes. it just goes to show you if it didn't take everybody's hand that worked here to get it done. Not just a cake person. It wasn't just the cake person that fixed it. It took the caterer that let me use their kitchen in Miami, you know, no questions asked. And then Allison, you know, who happened to be on that truck with my niece who happened to be the driver. And I was just like, you know, it was just like so many things were happening at once, but without every single person playing a part in that repair process, there's just no way. But either way, had I not even been able to fix them, do we have dummy cakes that we sort of just like, hey, we need to have these as a backup. Let's put it in a box. I mean, like a few weeks ago, we had to like Uber. (laughs) There was a person (laughs) who forgot to order a cake for their client and we put it on an Uber Connect and it was a fake cake, but there's nothing like having an Uber driver show up and he's looking at you holding a four tier and he's like, I'm not taking that. And I'm like, no, 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 it's totally fake. I'm just going to seatbelt it in, just show up to ballet. Somebody will be there to pick it up. And then a few hours later, you Ubered another sheet cake. We would never, ever do that because either way, even a sheet cake, it's like it can slide. But in this circumstance, it worked out. Um, and we, we definitely tell them how to drive it, but we would never depend on somebody else other than like our drivers to take something. Yeah. But it was something that was done after eight o'clock at night. And, and you were it just goes to show you like how the moment you were there to save was, the moment. Yeah. Our company yeah. was there to save a moment. This is really, I, I'm always a big person in saying that, that like it takes everyone that's here is plays an integral role in how we work and, and you remove one piece and it would never be the same. Marcy. You so when, when would you say is a good time to go ahead and plan for booking your wedding cake. And when is like the worst, ca- like, like you explained, like you had a worst case scenario where somebody forgot the cake. What, yeah. what can be done in those circumstances? <laughs> I mean, if you forget to order a cake, to be honest with you, that was a really particular day. And I think that, you know, the lucky charm man was around for good luck, but past that there's just, I mean, there's not much you can do. It was, it was, 
all the cards lined up in a specific day for that even to, to occur. Um, but normally I think they like, like they, what they say on wedding wire, three to six months, you know, to get in and, and get your, your order in the books, because even right. if it's just included in your package, we still have to put you on a calendar, um, for wholesale, no matter what we figure it out, we always add it to the calendar. We don't like say, Hey, we're not taking you on anymore for retail. We do, um, everything is timed out here. Uh, I know that bakeries, I'm not really sure why, but apparently I'm the only bakery that times out projects. I don't know how you can, how you can charge. I mean, it's like, you know, if some, if it's taking X amount of time to do something, it's going to cost you X amount just on the labor, but they're just like winging it. And I'm like, right. I'm not. I'm not winging it because <laughs> I won't be here next year. Oh my God. But that's, um, I think at this point, six months is better, but I, I would be lying if I told you that in COVID people don't call and are like, Hey, my wedding's on Saturday. I know it's oh, Tuesday, yeah. but it's for like 120 people. And I forgot to order my cake. And I was like, we did okay, not okay. forget. Or when Please. a planner tells us, I don't know where it's going. And I don't know what time it's at. And I'm like, so said 80 people don't know where to go in three days. Oh, come on. That's, you know, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a bunch of BS. Have. You yeah, know, that's, that's a bunch funny. of BS. So yeah. I, I, we're, I know we're supposed to go to break, but I actually am having such a good time that I want to pause <laughs> on that. Uh, I, I want to ask you about your other stuff because I, you know, wedding cakes are a big piece, but you guys do dessert tables, which are yeah. freaking fantastic. F-Y. That's my favorite. If you see me at a setup, it's because I can't contain myself and I will schedule myself to go with a person. <laughs> <laughs> the last few times, I think I think there's been a the last few deliveries where I've shown up and somebody's like, did not expect to see you here. I'm like, right? it's me. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> so tell people about the fact that there are other alternatives to a wedding cake because there are. I mean, yeah. having a dessert display, and let's not just say a dessert, I mean, I mean, when I say display, I want to mean a wow moment. Like yeah. you walk wow in moment. and it's Cinderella getting her, you know, her slipper on. It's Willy Wonka time. I mean, <laughs> explain a little bit about what you do in that world. Um, that is my favorite thing ever is dessert tables when we get to scale them out. So it's sitting with a client or their planner. And sometimes we never meet the client and we never see the planner. We just talk on the phone or email. But we usually get an idea of what their event's going to look like with like a mood board, excuse me, or a mood deck. Um, And then we send them a menu and we're like, pick X amount of things that you think you might like on here or tell me what you guys normally eat for dessert and then how many pieces. And then once I have that budget, I'll know if it's going to be a banging table or it's going to be like a really cute, you know, intentional table. For the ones that are like out of the park, we need to get involved with, it's usually has to have a planner, but, and then that way we have some conversation with, Hey, we'd like to see a large floral arrangement, two mediums, some votives, there's leveling and all this stuff like that. And it is mind blowing and it takes time, but it is not like a hotel setup for desserts. And that's the difference that people need to understand. There's Viennese tables and then there's dessert tables and what we do is meant to interact with the room visually the way that you have everything else. And it's like, we literally will look at, okay, this cake stand will fit 24 tarts or it'll yeah. fit 36 cake pops. And that's what we're going to put on this side. And so everything is very intentional. Yes. Um, 
And even the boys like, were actually, delivering I'm that. I'm actually <laughs> smiling over here like crazy because I, I yeah. know your Viennese tables and I'm just like, oh my God. Thank you. I have, I, well, because I have a client that we're going to connect with and I'm so <laughs> fucking excited about this. Because, I, like, whoops, do, I just, anyway. No, no, no. It's funny. It's been great. <laughs> but Coming you know, because me, I know right? the intensity that you put into your Viennese tables, your dessert displays, and I feel like it is a massive alternative to a traditional wedding cake. I feel like you oh, don't yeah. need to have a wedding cake. If you had this amazing, like, I, I, almost like a, a an unveiling, right? Yeah. Like, it could Oh, be, I love it. Right? It could totally take the place of a wedding cake. And then oh, yeah. everybody gets to sample a little something different. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be the, the slice of cake that goes on. You know what I mean? I just, oh, I, yeah. I, I want that us to go in that direction as a, as planners. Like, yeah, we've even wait. done like acrylic boxes with custom labels where they're filled with like different treats inside. I mean, just crazy stuff for people who yeah. have some really crazy budgets, but it's been so beautiful. And we're, and people are, sometimes have a concern well, if it's already out, you know, are people going to touch it? And I don't want people touching my table. I'm like, I don't know what kind of friends you have, but normally anybody with good manners <laughs> just right. doesn't like walk into a room and automatically start like hawking like food that's just sitting out, you know, that looks like a dessert table, but normally they're walking into a space and they go sit down. So I, I don't, I don't find that to be a problem as pervasive as people envision it to be. Um, so I'm not really well, sure where that fear came from. And you have somebody but, there saying, don't touch the table. I mean, I, uh, yeah. as a planner. Also, if that this... happens, it's usually people that are probably wasted anyway. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, at that point, they're going to eat I'm... whatever's in front of them. Yes. Have you ever done a rolling? Have you ever done a ro rolling Viennese table? Yeah. Have you? Like, where are they? I had one at my wedding. Yeah. As a train, so to speak. Uh, we did uh, one. Okay, so great time to go to commercial. We will be back in 30 seconds. Hi, Ava. Wonder if our guests would be here on time. If we had a custom wedding website. With our ceremony details on it. And I, Taylor, would pick Zola to have and to host our wedding website. Ours even matched our Zola invites. The whole thing was so freaking easy. Do you think Zola could have made planning your perfect wedding easier? We, we do. do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> We've helped a million couples plan their weddings with free websites, registry, and invitations. Get started for free at Zola.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Ah, ah, she's like, we're already I'm having a hot flash. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, am I? Oh, my. Am I cutting in and out? Yeah, no worries. So, by the way, congratulations <laughs> on pregnancy. Right? Yes, in I mean, my late thirties, it's a quite a joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> well, because you were just talking about the fact that you're eating Cheetos versus healthy food, so I find that hilarious. <laughs> like, you guys are supposed to tell on me. Like, <laughs> 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 you had me at first, first puff girl. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have never hoarded so much junk food in my life. I had even my one of my cousins come to the store and she like came around my desk and she's like, oh, do your kids know you buy this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> 
There's food coloring. Y'all gonna get one inside me, right together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna really yeah. like sour patch. Oh my god. So Jenner, this is after the veil because what we found is that a lot of people had some of the best comments to talk about after we got past the pressure point of what we were we were talking about. And and this is also a really good time for you to brag on something that oh. you're really proud of. And so that's I, I want you to Take a moment and and brag on it. Could be yourself, your employees, something that you guys just got an award for. I mean, this is one of those moments that you can go, "Yeah, I, I'm really proud of it." The and then I'll destroy your hopes and dreams in about two seconds after that. <laughs> um, I know, right? I mean, you're like, "What do I?" What? Because I, Instagram. Instagram. Hello. What? What was it? Oh, here. Let me let me pull that. Let me pull that quote up. Uh, 2015 Earth and Sugar was selected by Instagram as one of 30 amazing artists to follow in the world. What? That's a huge, huge. One of the yeah. top 30 to follow in the world. And that's in line with like, you know, Cake Boss, Ron Ben Israel, Sylvia Weinstock. Those for me are my heroes. It's not like the 20 year old making reels about piping a cake or frosting a macaroon or whatever. Right. Those to me are like the, the people who set the foundation for wedding cakes. And I feel like somehow they've, they've been lost a little bit in translation with social media, but that to be featured in that, that to me was like, all right, if I hang up my hat tomorrow, I still feel like everything we've done um, has topped what people in the business for 25 to 30 years have yet to achieve. And we did it in the first you know, six years. So I wow. think that to me would be the only thing I would say is like <laughs> really Amazing. specific. And we've been featured in over 60 magazines worldwide repeatedly. I've been flown to New wow. York and met with Condi Nast um, to interview with brides um, and meet with their editorial team and, and get a from the pro feature. So all this stuff like that has happened to me in under 10 years. Um, so in reality for me, when people are like, hey, you want to do a photo shoot for exposure? I'm kind of like, just Google me. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Well, you know, I mean, one of the things I have to, and I'll, I'll, I'll brag on our show a little bit, is that when we got into the top 10 podcast wedding podcasts that you should be listening to, and we were like number 10, and David Tutera was number nine, yeah. I almost had a, I, I mean, literally, I was... <laughs> I, I think you I probably was, did. I did. I was beside myself. I was like <laughs> screaming at the computer. What? Oh my God, oh my God. I think right? my phone I mean, went. <laughs> because I mean, and and it's those it's those those small moments because as small business owners, it's it's sometimes we're just so busy that we go 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 that we're just dealing with day to day to day to day that sometimes it's when we hit our hero mark. And I think that's the best way to to say it is hero mark that we're like, holy shit, we're on the yeah. same page as, as the person that I've been following my whole life. What do you, what, how did that happen? Kind I think moment. sometimes I've taken it for, for not for granted, but I think because it happened so much yeah. that I did that. I'm just like, all right, cool. Just get a copy, you know, versus uh, like my first, like, you know, 10 or 15, I was like, Oh my God, I have to tell my mom. <laughs> you know, yeah, just like, just get a copy, put it up there, you know, and, and cool. But right. I think it, it's also like, you know, I, I feel, and this is more like a spiritual thing that people get sent into your life for the right reasons at the right time. 
And like now, um, Mickey, who you guys are are well known with, Mickey. yeah, she has she's she's the one that has the moments of reality for me where I'm like, we are not doing great and blah 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 blah. And she'll be like, you know what? You know what? But I did this and I did this, and it's like, and and I and it it's hard to like celebrate good moments because I think you get to a point as a business owner when you start doing so much that there is no finish line that it is just every day is as daunting as the first day. Right. And when you had a goal, now you're just, your goal just, you're, it just keeps growing. So it's really difficult because it's not, it's not who I am as a person. It's just that now like this many years in it, it it's yeah. just, I'm, I'm robotic in that way. Um, so, and it so sucks mom, a little bit. So my mom actually came up with, you know, because we had this conversation and, and I am a total mama's boy because my mama is, holds two degrees, a law degree and a, a coding degree. So, you know, fuck y'all out there. But, right. Total mama's boy. But I, Hi, you know, when we were talking about the business and, you know, and I've been in business five years at, at this year. That's and crazy. It's right. It's crazy because again, like you, we accolades, blah, blah, blah in these magazines. She said, you've got to get to a point that you need to decide what kind of business do you want? Do you want to be a manager that then manages other people that do, do the weddings? Or do you want to do fewer weddings that you're more involved with that are larger scale? And, and, and that was a, a really hard question because i'm like yeah what do i really want and and the tr the other side wasn't of that, for me <laughs> i know right but the other side of that is the larger the weddings that we do so let's say that we become a celebrity uh, event planning it also means that there's going to be less of that publicity because of, you know, you're going to have NDA. to. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because the NDAs and you're going to be like, well, okay, now there's less of it. So it's kind of, you know, back and forth. So that question now I have for you, do you want to be like the cake boss of South Florida? Right. Or do you want to end up having like, two or three, well, you already have two, three bakery shops that specializes in a smaller amount of weddings that you really do large projects, but yeah. smaller amount. Well, I think, um, and it, it just depends on like the, I guess yeah. the time of my life, you had asked me this question years ago, I probably would have answered it differently. So what we have now is one bakery that everything leaves and one, one room that we do tasting meetings in, in right. Miami. The reason for that is that if I become a bakery that has multiple locations, the product will change. I mean, it just will. You can't yep. expect it not to. And it's very common in people that have multiple locations. And you would know because in Miami, there's like a few that have multiple locations. And it shows. Yep. Sure. We have a really controlled team environment here. We have production meetings at 7 a.m. on Mondays. And it involves everyone that works here. So it's to share the knowledge and what we just went through that weekend and all this other stuff. I think, and I had this conversation with a friend of mine this morning on my way to work. And I said, you know, success looks really different for everybody to success for some people may be, you know, being in whole foods or manufacturing, you know, a ton of products right. um, in that way. But I feel like we found success so long ago and now the, and, and, and I guess for the past seven years, it's been just to grow it even more. 
So in order to have that customer service, in order to have one person who's dedicated to social or temp, you know, the, the email templates or reaching out to consumers in a text bump or, you know, there's no way to have those things if we don't do volume. So for me, more and more and more will always be more. Um, I think that if people take on less volume, even if it's, even if the value is higher, it just has to depend on what they're actually doing for their business. For me, there's no way to continue to have that process and support that experience and the product and the, and the customer service. If we don't have the finances to support it. And so it means volume. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just volume. So by the way, let's give a shout out to Allison Goldsmith, right? Hello. We love ourselves. I just want to make sure she got a little shout out during this. Allison, I left and I, and I, when I, whenever I leave on vacation, I'm like, you're the boss. I'm leaving. So, <laughs> don't I, call I, me I, if this place is not on fire. <laughs> like, I have to tell you, she's so like, call me if you need me, but don't need me. <laughs> she's literally one of my favorite people on this earth. I mean, you've got Mickey, who I absolutely freaking adore, and you have Allison, who is like, oh my god, how do you replace somebody like Allison that really is able to take over your place? I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, so it's you know, really you, hard to work with me, Keith, or work for me. I no. have really high expectations. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, I don't have a problem taking my own shit. Okay, I really don't. I have an open door policy because I get it. I get it. But this doesn't happen without this, and so you know, I'm never like mean. I don't cuss at people or disrespect or like call them names. I do. True. 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 That. True. Absolutely. But true. I I have high expectations, and I think sometimes they may come across as unreasonable or um, unattainable. But I always find that if we keep trying to strive for that thing that we feel is unattainable, then yes. we're at least trying to work towards that path, and that's yeah. the difference between settling and continuing to work on something. So when I found Allison, I actually, because people always ask me how to find her. And I'm like, well, I got tired of asking, like, you know, putting something up and finding someone who would come in. This was a really important role um, here. Um, And so I went to FAU and the director of uh, the hospitality management program there. Peter Peter Peter. Ritchie. Yes. We all love Peter Ritchie. What are you talking yes. about? Oh my God. Really? You talk about oh, And I was like, hey, here's smart. my this is my name. This is what I'm looking for. Can you please just think of like the last five students at the top of your head that you knew did really well in your program and send them this this job posting? And right. she was one of those people. And I asked uh, every applicant like 13 questions. And in there, there was like a like two or three personality questions that I kind of stuck in. And that's really what I was like, if you can work with a super type A. And I asked her what her favorite spirit animal was. And she said a turtle, because when people look at turtles, they always smile. And I was like, it's going to be great. <laughs> I, I would have been like, I'll tell you, because... pick one up on the side of the room because you don't want your dad to run over and it's, it's a snapping turtle on a turtle about you. <laughs> no, <laughs> she doesn't believe in snappy turtles. turtles. It's just mermaids and happy turtles and happy oh fishies. And like <laughs> so oh she found my God. So love her. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I can't, I don't, I, I, I don't know a time that I've had more fun 
during this show over the last oh my god and i don't mean any how quickly i came back this time after my i know this is such a fabulous time because here we come back from vegas and all this stuff and you are our first interview after all of that stuff and i have to say this was really fabulous i just really had such a good time talking to you i had three oh, drinks thanks for having me too. oh my so, god i can't drink but i would if i, <laughs> I could drink for you <laughs> Thank well, you. And I really feel like we gave some really great insight into to what the world is like behind wedding cakes and some of the questions that you should be asking and some of the things that you should be aware of. And yeah. that's what this whole show is about. So thank you for being totally upfront, honest, lovely, amazing, creative. Your team is awesome. I can tell you as an event planner, I never worry once I once I push them to you, I'm like done. I don't have to think about wedding cake anymore. And once I hear earth and sugars doing the cake, I always freak out. Why is that Keith? Um, so, oh, okay, okay, okay. Before we leave, the one no, thing I love, that, I love oh, the cake. We have, to, we have to bring this up. Brooke, Brooke always gets upset because every time it feels like I do the reception. Time. I do focus she, on all the decor. She can't I, find the box I need for the top. <laughs> It's, it's under the table linen. It never oh. is. It never, it oh, we always leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> it always disappears. But I have no sometimes idea. there's <laughs> secret gnomes that live in hotels and they take them for the next few clients and oh, then they yeah. never give one I just back. Need the, I just need the gnome phone number, girl. I'm good. Love you, man. Just give me the gnome phone number. Oh my God. <laughs> thank you so much for being part of Behind the Veil. I thank you so much. I mean, it really Thanks was an amazing me. conversation. Brooke Logan Stoner, you're always gorgeous. Marcy Goodman. out of the shower. With an affair to remember by Marcy. Thank you all, everybody. We will be back next Tuesday at two o'clock. But for the moment, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.